changed my life, mm. helping these people after having a problem after having problems with their health, the bypass surgery. Global Wellness Summit says that 90% of these people are looking to find a hotel with good facilities. And 85% of these people are very happy with the facilities that they are finding in the hotel. So at the moment, right now, the spa and the fitness and the health clubs are not a, as, as an additional restaurant. They are an essential part of a five-star hotel, so even four-star. I'm Farah Shamas. Welcome to Hotel Talk. We hope you enjoy listening to this friendly conversation between people connected by real life in hotels. Welcome back to another episode of Hotel Talk podcast. And today I have with me a dear friend for many, many years. We've been working together. We are on the board of the Cyprus Spa Association together. It is George Tavellis, who is the founder and the managing director of Sanctum, which is part of the Tavellis Spa concept which has the Limassol Marinas Spa. It has 20 spas in Greece and I think several other projects going on. And I'm going to let George tell us a little bit about that. Um, But George, maybe we'll start at the beginning and just tell everyone, obviously you're Cypriot, but tell everyone a bit about you, where you grew up, a little bit about your life and how you ended up in spas. Farah, thank you very much for having me here. Um, it's the, what you are doing is fantastic. I love what you are doing. It's, uh, you know, having people here and sharing their experience and, uh, especially talking about, uh, the hotel industry and the wellness and, uh, and nutrition and all of these things. It's, uh, I have seen several episodes of yours and, uh, they are, they're actually right, uh, at the point, a lot of people, a lot of people are enjoying it. Wow! Thank you so much, George. Yeah. I all my life I was, uh, you know, was uh, around uh, exercise and health. You know, I I grew up uh, doing different kind of sports. I end up uh, uh, playing as a professional footballer. Uh, I was a goalkeeper playing at Apollon. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were sporty, but I didn't realize yeah, you were a goalkeeper with a I played in in the first team, and I play in the national team of Cyprus uh, also. Oh. Yeah. So I, after I finished the army, I had a very good um, proposal and offer from uh, Philip Christopher at, uh, in New York uh, to go there and play for New York Freedom's Pan Cypriot at that time and uh, study at the same time. So I left Cyprus uh even though I, I was I had a lot of uh, love for Apollo and for uh, you know playing football, but I went there because I saw that the future was uh, and and especially when th- there were no motivation at that time for players to stay and and play in Cyprus, and uh, the incentive to go and play in the States with. Uh, um, with Pan-Cypriot covering your expenses and paying for your school, uh, it was uh, it was very very good, and a lot of Cypriot players they went there and it must have been literally an opportunity not to be missed. Yes, of course, a very good opportunity. So I went there, and uh, I went actually with my wife uh, there with Antonia. And uh, uh, oh, that's so nice! You were together since then. We were together since high school, oh, high school sweetheart. Yes, <laughs> thirty sweet. something. Anyway, 
And then, uh, and uh, I stayed there for 10 years. I played for your freedoms, for Fan Cyprian. I was a captain there and I studied uh, physical education, uh, my first degree. And then I did my master in exercise physiology. And then I started my PhD at Columbia University. And uh, two years after my, in, within my PhD, I got a, an offer from uh, uh, the president of the Cyprus Sports Association from Goa at that time, Mr. Uranios Ioannidis, to come and, uh, and, you know, open the, with some other people, to open the, uh, the sports research center in Cyprus uh, to do... Um, you know, test for athletes uh, and all of these things, which it was my my study, and uh, I was convinced actually from my father, my father-in-law, my mother to come back. And, Everybody uh, wanted you back. Yeah, and I did the second master actually because I was already two years within the, uh, the PhD. PhD. I did a second master in uh, clinical exercise physiology. My specialty in cardiac rehabilitation. So, one minute, you did that in lieu of the PhD or uh, in afterwards? Lieu of the PhD. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of finishing the PhD, yeah. because if you I got was a finishing the PhD, yeah. I was going to stay as an academic in New York. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, the, the second master. And uh, I, ca- I came back to Cyprus. So, you liked studying? You did like studying, I did obviously. Like, yeah. Yes. I did like studying, especially the, the medical part of exercise. Mm. And uh, that's why I, I'm, I'm very much within the the yeah. health industry and working with uh, the cardiac patients while I was doing my uh, my uh, second master's, mm. it, it, it changed my life. Mm. Helping these people after having a problem after having problems with their health, uh, bypass surgery, and any any kind of uh, cardiac issues, uh, bringing them back to uh, the um, the normal everyday life. Uh, after three months, it was an amazing mm. concept. So when and when I came back to Cyprus, I worked for a while at uh, the sports center, and then I I didn't want to continue there for uh, obvious reasons. Reasons because I came from the states with a lot different standards, and it, was, it must have been a massive culture shock in yes. in both ways. I mean, you already touched on the fact that being here and being with a bollon and local sports teams and then getting the opportunity to go to the States and see, I mean, real, I don't want to say professionalism, but it's a different level. It's a different level of organisation. And then coming back here so many years later, how did you find that? Oh, it must it was have been. a huge difference, especially working in, in, in laboratories and in uh, in universities with very, very high standards like Columbia University mm. and, and Queen's College. When I was there, it was... Uh, you know, my professors were the professors that they used to write the books of exercise physiology. I came back and I found a lot of things that they were not up to the standard of mm. testing the athletes. And uh, not only lacked, lack of uh, equipment, but uh, lack of mentality of the people that they were there. And uh, I had to resign and I left. It was not... Uh, but how did you cope with that psychologically and emotionally? Because that must have been really frustrating for you, knowing what you knew and then seeing the mentality not well, there very, to help people. It was very hard, especially uh, to see that uh, all of these people that we had, all of these athletes that we mm. had, and they were doing different kind of sports, um, being able to give them more mm. and give a, a, an actual and a, a very thorough and professional 
exercise prescription to their coach to uh, to make them improve, and we couldn't do that because it was anyway. I didn't. I don't mm. want to uh, elaborate on that. But um, you know, uh, they have a very actually they have very good, uh, and from that time they had very good uh, professional people there, and uh, they make it. They made it better, mm. and uh, you know, and it it's 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 going well right now. Yeah, that's that the most time, important I had thing. To, I had yeah. to do something else. So I came back to Limassol. I opened uh, my own uh, cardiac rehabilitation center. I had a cardiologist, psychologist. It was the first in Cyprus. Uh, I had nutritionists. We are monitoring the client, the, the patients, uh, with uh, a, a wireless uh, monitor to see their heart and improve them. Doing the, the, the their tests in the beginning, and and improving them and sending them back to work. Uh, very, very soon. Uh, it was an amazing thing. Uh, but we couldn't last because we didn't have the support of the government. Because in, in the States, this, uh, these cardiac rehabilitation centers, they were surviving because of the insurance. They were, everything was covered by the insurance. So mm-hmm. And everybody of, has private everybody, insurance. Uh, yes. We had a lot of promises from the government. That I was reading yesterday that. that the price of insurance has gone up so much at the moment in the States that for a family, they're paying about $20,000 a year yeah. at the moment I, I agree for insurance. You. I agree with you. Insane. And, uh, it's, it's more important to get a very good insurance than have a good, a good salary, actually, mm-hmm. in, in, in the States. And uh, uh, then I, while I had the rehabilitation center, I was doing some small consultancy for fitness centers, for different hotels. And... Uh, I end up in um, in uh, Mediterranean uh, to manage the place there with uh, Demos. We had a very good cooperation there with uh, Mr. Demos, and uh, and then I had a proposal from uh, the late Mr. Galdariotis, an amazing person, to go and and manage the club of uh, actually to to do the consultancy and set up the, the fitness center of. Uh, of the Meridian at that time, they were renovating the fitness center. I did that, I went there, I operated it, and then we have decided to move on with the spa. So I started from the beginning with the Galateriotis family, uh, getting me into the spa mm-hmm. industry. Uh, I went to Forte Village at that time, for, uh, Meridian was under Forte Village. I went to the Forte Village of Sardinia. I got trained from uh, uh, Dr. Scarpa and Dr. Cerina at that time. And then I went to the University of Milan and I did some training on thalassotherapy. And uh, we started to build up the Meridian, which was uh, one of the biggest spas in the world at oh that time. Goodness, when it was the talk of the island at the time. I mean, oh. it was the first thalassotherapy unit. It had amazing spa rooms. I mean, it was just oh, fantastic. It was amazing. And, you know, it... It's and it was only, Le Meridian, it was hotel and spa. I mean, it yeah. was really, yeah, yeah. people it went put, It put Cyprus on the map of, of, the, of the spas at mm-hmm. that time. And, uh, the, the, you know, the, the whole thing started from the vision that the family had of uh, Galateriotis. Uh, Mr. Costas is uh, always going to say this. He's the person who helped me mm-hmm. next to me. Yeah. And, uh, He's also on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, you've got an episode coming out. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, St. Mary Cards. And, and he gave me the opportunity to, to move on. I will always say this. It's, uh, and, 
uh, yeah, we did. We did a fantastic job, and we won the best spa in the world for several years. We used to have seventy-two people working there. I used to unbelievable. Do, used to do more than three hundred treatments per day. Unbelievable. The, 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 the thing that the, 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 we it was the I remember the the time when the Russians uh, uh, were, uh, were it was their holidays at the big. Beginning of, April, of, beginning of May. Beginning of first May. First 10 days of May. Yes, yeah. first 10 days of May. I used to have a pile of uh, packages around 20,000 pounds at that time. I couldn't put them in the system. I couldn't put them in the system. If I had another 10, 20 treatments and I had 34 at that time, it was going to be full. So, yeah, it was a huge operation. It gave me amazing experience on that. And then in 2004, I decided that I, I had to move on with my own company. Uh, and uh, I moved to Greece. I opened uh, my company there. Uh, and uh, we had um, uh, the, uh, a very good... Uh, um, we had the brand of Elemis at that time. I was a supplier there in Greece. And uh, I opened uh, 34 spas uh, at the same time, or operating 34 spas in all the Incredible. The, and uh, it was amazing the, the dynamic of Le Meridian at that time, because I was, I, 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 will, I will never forget that. I was sitting in a conference room with my uh, marketing team, and I saw a newspaper. At that time, we didn't have internet. And whatever. I saw a newspaper in 2004, uh, during the Olympics, uh, and when Greece won the yeah, uh, two thousand and four was the year. the year. We even got Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, everything, everything happened. Everything at that time. We had an unplanned, including had... the, <laughs> my God, in, including the uh, the the Euro of uh, two thousand and four. Everything. Everything happened in yeah, two thousand and four. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable, and and there were a lot of opportunities. While I was sitting there, I saw that uh, you know. Um, it's opening uh, the spa. And I went out of the reception. I picked up the phone and I called Granzola I told him, can I speak to the general manager? She told me he's busy. I told him, George Tavelli is from Meridian. I want to speak to him. In two minutes, he gave me the phone. He gave me the phone. He was on the phone. And um, uh, and he told me, George, what do you want? I told him, you know, I'm in Greece now. I'm opening my company. He said, come tomorrow. We will meet with Miss Mandonanagi, the owner. And I got the spa immediately the one inside the one outside there immediately uh, that's why that's uh, you know with the name that I had and the name of uh, it was just meant to be yeah mm. yeah I was going like that and in 2006 I decided to come back to Cyprus I was homesick you know I had my youngest daughter was two my oldest was uh, five at the time mm. I was going on Monday coming back on Friday sometimes I had used to Travel because so they were still based here. They were based yeah. here. I was going back and forth, and I opened a spa. I also opened a spa in Mexico City. I used to go there. Oh. Yeah, I had a very nice LME spa there. So I I decided to come to Cyprus. I took over the Aphrodite Hills, which mm-hmm. I had to be built. And, uh, and also a fantastic spa with an amazing name. So. Yes, we did the Aphrodite Hills. Was uh, for me it was the first destination spa in Cyprus. We had um, we are the f- actually I was the first that I started um, with the um, 
flexible fitness package uh, with uh, well-being escapes. Mm. And it was a huge success. We used to have a lot of room nights uh, uh, from the spa to, to the hotel. Uh, we used to offer uh, different kind of uh, activities during the day. A lot of people were coming from all over Europe, especially UK, uh, to do this package. And we, we got the experience of working as a destination spa uh, there. And uh, at the same time, was doing a lot of spas, uh, different kind of spas uh, all over Europe. And uh, 2010, I decided to move on with my own company. And uh, I, I did a standalone spa there, Sanctum. And from then on, I... Which is a stunning location. And you, you did it so beautifully. Thank I mean, thank you yeah, much. credit yes. where credit's due. It's really beautiful. And yeah. yeah. And at the moment, I have in my portfolio... Uh, over 105 spas at the moment. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's and, incredible. Uh, my last baby is uh, Minthis Hills, which is an amazing spa there. It's operated by Sanctum. We have, at the moment, we have as a company 11 projects on the pipeline mm-hmm. in Greece and some in Cyprus and some are, you know, even in Croatia, of course, the spa coming up. We are doing, um, we are um, um, uh, official consultants of Marriott and Hyatt. And we are also an official consultant of uh, um, uh, John Hopkins Hospital. We're oh. doing the rehabilitation center of John Hopkins Hospital at uh, Jeddah. Wow. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. What an incredible journey. And what I think fascinates me the most was firstly that you're a man who's gone into spas, which is not the, maybe the, the most obvious, um, although there's a lot of gentlemen behind them. But um I think it's that your your love for fitness and the science, and then that took you into the well being, and it's really about giving back. It's not about getting someone in to do a quick facial and making some money. It's really about a holistic approach to well being. Um, I have here a question for you. What do you think the world's fascination with spas is? Because I mean, spas came came out really as. I mean, I remember when we were built, which is exactly 36 years ago when we opened, we had a health club. I mean, it was all about a health club. And, you know, it was a small gym and a hotel. Maybe there was one room to have a bit of a massage. Um, Maybe you offered a bit of a juice, you know. But it was, yeah, a very, very different concept to everything, to exercise, to well-being. And, I mean, over the decades and years, it's really evolved to more of a holistic health. I mean, now people talk about sleep and nutrition and um, mental well-being and looking after your mental health and so much more. But spas really came about with this huge, it was like a boom when suddenly they came out. Why? What do you think was the need for that? And and why does everybody recognize that? It's, that it's like an ultimate luxury. I don't you know, know. Obviously, it's because people are, they, you know, they need to, um, they need to unwind. They need to escape somewhere. And uh, yeah, it became a boom. And unfortunately, the word spa became very marketing, marketing wise, where the the word wellness should be should be there first, and that's all the first thing mm-hmm. that we need to uh, to to think about. And people were on the need of. Of relaxing, and especially after the uh, the um, the booming of the millennium and all of these things, people were looking to to do something uh, luxury and escape. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it became as you came, as, as you mentioned, it became a lot of 
uh, around mental health, uh, about uh, focusing on wellnesses. And wellness is different from, from one person to another. Wellness for me, for example, is to wake up in the morning and exercise. For, for, for you, might be sitting and watching the sea and, and relaxing. And, uh, and uh, everything at the moment, it's around, it's around the mental health. That is what it's all about for me. You know, because um, unfortunately, uh, depression, it's, it's, uh, it will become the, the biggest disease uh, in the next uh, 10 to 10, 5 to 10 years. I think it already is. I think it, we've, it already, hit, it already I think we've is. already hit yeah. one in three now um, yeah. will suffer or have suffered from some form of mel- mental illness. Mental. And depression is number yes. one, yeah. Yes, yes. unfortunately. And... Uh, it's uh, and uh, you know prevention is the answer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, maybe uh, at the first point a lot of people will be taking medication, but uh, eventually they have to find their their um, the way to uh, to do something in order to prevent this. To find their way uh, of of finding their uh, the the, the, the the place or the activity or they should do in order to to relieve the stress from themselves. Mm. And uh, spas are helping a lot, and, and especially destination spas. There are a lot of people, especially the primary travelers, the ones that they are traveling uh, in order to change their lifestyle. They're finding different kinds of destinations and different countries, and they are... Uh, Primary goal is to go to a spa, and then they are looking for a good uh, accommodation. Where the difference with our hotels is the hotels are uh, accommodation come first, and then uh, you yeah. know the spa is for the secondary. We say yeah. travelers, the ones that they are looking to uh, continue their health lifestyle regime. I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about they are they are eating healthy, home they are exercising healthy. And they are doing some different kind of treatments. And the first thing that the the travelers are looking at the moment is uh, to continue this this uh, lifestyle Absolutely. they've got. And and they and they are looking to find uh, actually a study that came out of uh, of Global Wellness Summit says that ninety percent of these people are looking to find a hotel with good facilities. And 85% of these people are very happy with the facilities that they are finding in the hotel. So at the moment, right now, the spa and the fitness and the health clubs are not a, as, as an additional restaurant. They are essential part of a five-star hotel, so even mm-hmm. four-star hotels. In Cyprus, we've got more than 80 uh, very good spas in five and four-star hotels, uh, you know, all over mm-hmm. Cyprus. It's, it's very... And we have the the perfect conditions for holistic well-being and for escape. Yeah, I mean, the weather's perfect even in January. It's amazing to go outside and just exercise outside and go for a walk and relax. And I know that at, at St. Raphael, we're um, actually doing dynamic packaging now where people can have a proper retreat here, but package up themselves so they can um, choose to see a psychologist or a, a well-being coach um, or a life coach or a nutrition coach. They can have a nutrition analysis. They can have a personal trainer. They could learn tennis. They could do yoga. They could do Reiki. So they can put it, pack it. They can do a juicing detox. So they can package it up all themselves because, as you rightly said, what works for some one person doesn't work for another. 
So that was my kind of philosophy. Instead of doing a retreat where I say, you're going to do yoga every day and you're going to have, you know, a lymphatic drainage massage and maybe that doesn't work for someone. They're like, I don't, I don't even like yoga. So they can package up exactly what they feel. Um, and, and, and this yeah. is this this is uh, you know this is something that you, you've been doing because mm. your lifestyle is like that. Yeah, and uh, so you understand. You understand. Like yours, you understand yeah. exactly mm-hmm. uh, how to. Not a lot of hotels are taking advantage of the beauty that they have. You know, I'm talking about you're on top of the sea with your beautiful garden yeah. here and, and and the marina next door. Not not a lot of people are taking this lifestyle, uh, you know, uh, choices to mm-hmm. give to the people. Yeah, and just the, the views that we have in Cyprus. I mean, at your at Sanctum here, I mean, people. I don't know many places in the world where you exercise on top of the sea. I mean, it's just stunning. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. You know, Farah. You know, the reason that we've got so many people uh, um, moving to Cyprus to stay mm-hmm. is because Cyprus, and especially Limassol, is a wellness city. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got all of the characteristics of a wellness yeah. city. A wellness city, for example, is a place where you have, um, a, you know, a nice weather, a very good choices of food. Uh, you've got a very good educational system, mm-hmm. a very decent healthcare system, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, choices, cycling, cycling lanes. choices to exercise. Walk, uh, we've got a, I, outdoor, I don't even know, is it yeah. 15 kilometers now, our yeah. beach walk? It's yes. amazing. Outdoor, outdoor exercises. So mm. it, it gives us all the right characteristics to be yeah. a, a wellness city. And mm-hmm. we are a wellness city and we should take advantage yeah. of this. And vitamin D from the sun and uh, lots of vitamin L. Yes. Vitamin love. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, So let's talk a bit about the, um, on that note, about the Cyprus Spa Association that we're both part of, that you... Um, you you were the instigator for it. So to have regulations so that not just any, to use an English expression, Tom, Dick or Harry can open a place and slap the name spa on it and call themselves a wellness yeah. centre. So let's tell everyone just briefly what, what's we, that about. We, yeah. You know, we've been struggling for many years now and I hope with a, uh, with a new deputy minister we can push this, is to create some very simple criteria mm-hmm. for the spas. And uh, the criteria should have some some standards about uh, our treatment rooms, about health and safety, about our therapies. uh, uh, And the most important is the operating standard procedures that we want to implement for all the spas to have. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to go and say, okay, you are not, um, you don't have this and you won't be part of the Cyprus Spa Association. We want to go and say, you know, Let's help you. Yeah, let's up your game a bit. Up your game, because we want to promote Cyprus as a wellness destination. So we want to uh, um, bring everybody to Mm -hmm. a a very good standard. And uh, we are struggling, all of us, not only in the hospital, in the the spa industry, but generally in the hospitality industry, to find staff, good therapies, good staff to work in uh, in our hotels. And... uh, it's uh, we are trying a lot of things to do mm. uh, in order to prepare people before uh, um, uh, hiring and working in mm. the, in the spa. Absolutely, industry. and uh, yeah. So um, now I'm just going to go back a little bit to your company. Just to, on the note of escapes, tell us a bit about your name, Sanctum. Sanctum, it's Sanctum, it's. It's a Latin word that means your time, your space. 
and uh, like sanctuary. Yes, yeah. like sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is what this uh, this is what I'm trying to. Um, this is a mentality I'm trying to change, and this is the concept. I this is my mm. management style. I, I'm talking about someone walking into sanctum or into my spas, and uh, uh, generally my staff are well trained and um, they are um, ready to listen. Mm. Because if you work in this in this industry, in the hospitality industry, but generally in the wellness industry, and you are not able to listen what someone says not they need what they say in order to figure out what they need yeah not what not what you think they need yes but what they're saying they're and saying. therefore what you can There's understand a big difference. yeah because uh, you won't be able to give them something to change their lifestyle and eventually give them something to take back home with them this at home spa experience is what we are doing within our spas it's not only to have people to do treatments and to, uh, you know, uh, to say, ah, I feel very nice. It was very good. Thank you. No, we need to teach people how to exercise, how to eat healthy, how to use the products you are using and what they should do when they go home. Mm-hmm. So they are, they get this recommendation from you and they are, they are saying, okay, I have changed something by visiting the spa, it doesn't matter if it's one day or if it's two days or if it's a, a week, but I will walk up, I will go back to you because you changed my lifestyle mm-hmm. and you have done something. Yeah. So if your staff, they don't, they're not calm, they don't wake up in the morning and they want to come to work, uh, their energy is not at the right place to accept the, pos- the negative energy of other people and calm them and listen to them, I think you fail from the time you you just put the key in the door and and, and you open. This is my this is my management style. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is my philosophy yeah. in the spine industry. To get them happy to come to work and yeah, motivated. Yeah. So let's um, go into. Do you have any stories that you want to share from all these years of your spa experience? Any clients without names that maybe were memorable? Something funny? Something shocking? Oh. <laughs> a lot of stories. It's uh, the um, you met my friend Zhangi. Yes, okay. yes. Zhangi, the the only story, the, the one actually one of the stories that he has taken from my uh, spas is that uh, the story that he goes around and he's saying that we had a, a, we had a, a girl that came to us and she was anorexic. Actually, she was thirty something kilos and. Uh, from the day that she came, my team was so um, uh, accepted of her, and uh, we had our nutrition in taking care of her. We had our fitness instructor uh, calling all day. We put her target. Um, we did a lot of things to uh, to change her lifestyle. And uh, uh, at the moment, she's a beautiful lady working in a. Uh, in a very good company. Actually, she also did some modeling and uh, her mother, and uh, she was so happy she came to thank us and all of this. These are the things that we Mm. want in this industry to change. And she's our client and she comes Mm. every day and uh, it's... uh, this is what it's all about. It's not only helping people to lose weight. I'm talking about helping people generally. To be, to be healthy. To be healthy. Mind, body, and spirit. Yes, yeah. that's, uh, that's something that I, I, 
mention it all the time. I have it as an example. And, and anorexia is such a tough one because I think a lot of people associate anorexia with that stereotypical 30 kilo body frame, but you can be anorexic and be overweight. It's, you know, yeah. you're just not at that okay. skinny stage at that point. It's all a mental thing about controlling your yeah. food because you can't yes. control the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you need to be associated with... Uh, with uh, an environment and people that will change your lifestyle. Mm. That girl, she was associated with, with us and and she helped herself through us. We didn't help her uh, to change. She helped herself by uh, by uh, getting in touch with um, the people that were helping her. Mm. And uh, What an yes. amazing story. I also remember you, oh, one story that you told me years ago that I think, oh, I always tell my my team this to be so careful is that you had somebody, we all have them fill out a form when they come in, um, you know, saying about their any pre-existing conditions. And this lady didn't write that she was pregnant mm. on her form. Um, and she knew, and she'd been, I think, advised by her doctor as well not to do spa treatments. And I think she did like a deep tissue massage or something. And during the, the massage started miscarrying. I always remember the story you told me because it's such a... Yeah, many, many years. Harrowing. Yeah, yeah it was a long time many ago. Years. Yeah. And I share that just to that, remind anybody who's listening the importance of always being honest um, as a client and then obviously as a professional to make sure you listen and try and gauge your client. Yes, it wasn't it, the professional's fault, but... Yeah, yeah in, 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 in many cases, you know, unfortunately, the clients might write their, their problem and the, the therapists, they don't even bother... Mm -hmm. reading it or or if they don't know something they don't ask before mm. they go to the treatment rooms and 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 this is the this one of the things that they have to be very careful yeah. because at the end of the day you you have to do with uh, the health of people it doesn't matter if it's a normal massage or if it's uh, you know a facial it's you you are touching people you mm -hmm. are uh, you know you have yeah. to do with their health so that's why you need to have qualified people to do these things and this is what as a Cyprus Association, we are, uh, you know, we're shouting all the time that, uh, you know, don't get anyone that is not qualified to, yeah. to work in the hotels and especially the seasonal hotels. Mm. Uh, that yeah, which have. is hard because the pool of staff is less. Yeah. It's tough because um, we also, well, it's interesting rather. I mean, we see clients, some clients come in and want that absolute sanctuary space, just silence. And to come in and relax and be in their own thoughts and just 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 be. And then we have others who literally will come in and tell a therapist their whole life story and sit there, even having a simple pedicure or a massage or facial, and just cry and be there and hug them. And and each one is individual, and that's yeah, what they need. And yeah, for, for, for everybody. Yeah. yeah, you know, most uh, most of the times people when they come to the spa. At, at nowadays, the, the trend that we say is that it's, they, it's, it's not that the people are coming and they want to have a treatment. They want to have a treatment. They want to have this. But the most important thing for them is to have time for their own. Exactly. Time out. Time, time for themselves. Out. Time for themselves. You know, that's why the spas that uh, we design, we, we, we have to have spaces where people can sit mm -hmm. by themselves, yeah. maybe read a book or maybe watch The View. And uh, and this is this is the reason that uh, most of the times you extend the average stay of a client within the spa, mm -hmm. and 
and you need that. Yeah. And uh, when we create um, a destinations package, from my experience, uh, I'm talking about the, the experience that I have through the Euphoria Retreat that I have created in Greece, which is one of the best destination spas in the world. What do we have done? Um, in the spa package, you don't put more than one 1.5 treatments per day. Uh, not not because the price will go up if we put a lot of treatments, uh, but we need to allow the people to have time between the treatments, between the activities that they're doing, mm -hmm. to spend time by doing nothing. You know, mm -hmm. it's they're coming for an environment of uh, working and especially to the big cities. And to unpack what they've just um, had. You yes. know, at the end of the day... If they've had a, a stunning aromatherapy massage, that's enough. You know, that's that's already their body needs to absorb that, absorb that time. Absolutely. If they've got that and then a facial and then uh, manicures and then they go for a Reiki and then they do. It's just too many no, things. No, no, of yeah, course, of course. Mm. It's better to, to have the price of the treatment higher and allow the people to use the facilities and, and relax mm. instead of... Uh, you know, yeah. bombarding them with one treatment after the other. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they, they don't want this, most of them. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. So, um, tell us your favorite quote, my favorite question at the end of every oh, episode. My favorite quote, which I didn't think, but I always say that we have to think that uh, uh, wellness is not about. Uh, the lack of uh, health, it's about the change of a lifestyle. So if we, uh, it means that uh, we don't have to get sick to change and to become, you know, uh, healthy and uh, with a mind that is clear and is relaxed, we have to change our lifestyle to prevent things in order to uh, to avoid all of the different kind of mm -hmm. health problems that they are coming. So we think that wellness is not about uh, uh, it's not about the, the lack of health. It's about uh, uh, the change lifestyle. of lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, actually, I just wrote a newsletter for my club that um, had that as the main um, topic. It's yeah, a person a person with health has a thousand dreams, and a person without their health has just one. And that's to get their health back. Yes, absolutely. So if you're healthy, you can keep dreaming and planning and absolutely. Right. So bonus question now. Pick anyone you want. This is from the team. I'll read it to you. Here it is to me. And let's see what you got. Drum roll. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would it be about? What would you write about? I love that. I always know the answer, but. If I would write a book. Tomorrow, what would it be about? Oh, my God. I've got a lot of uh, uh, things that I want to say. Uh, it, might, it, it might sound very, um, I don't know, how can I say? Uh, but I would, li I would write a book about my life experience. Yeah. Honestly. Because I've been through a lot to get where I am at the moment. And I want to say to people that... Uh, I want to give the message that it doesn't matter how many times you will fail on the ground, you need to uh, 
move on and stand up mm-hmm. and, and move forward. And I have done this through uh, uh, through um, exercise, and exercise gave me a lot of mental health and, and to do this because I've got a lot of stress. Mm. I'm a person that has a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You found your way to cope oh, with of it. Course. Yeah, and uh, yeah. which is that's part of life's battles. We all have our own demons and obstacles to overcome and we have to find our own way as you said for someone it might be meditating for another person it's exercise whatever it is to help us get through that's amazing thank you for sharing that and I hope you do write that book because everybody's story can be someone else's survival guide so your story could be very what would you call your book I don't know. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Keep moving. Keep moving. Because if you if you stop, you stay behind. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, during the COVID, a lot of people, they, they just stay without uh, uh, acting, without uh, thinking about how their business will move on and forward and all of these things. So I said to everybody, we have to think, what is the next step? What we are doing now? Because when everybody, when everything opens, you will be away ahead of everybody else. And mm. uh, yeah, if you yeah. keep moving and looking forward and have a goal, uh, and keep educating right. yourself. And I think yes. that's been one of your key successes. You love learning. You've loved education, and education doesn't have to be in the in the form of formal education at universities. It can be reading. It can be talking to people and it's just learning every day, every day. and growth. Yes, because yeah. it's an industry and all of them, mm-hmm. you know, generally the industry is the, 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 the industry of wellness, spa and hospitality. It's mm-hmm. all the time is changing. Well, the father of medicine, Hippocrates said that 300 years BC, didn't he? He said, yeah, that's when, that's when you, you can give up when you stop growing and moving. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you so much, George. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I loved it. I loved it. I hope everybody will listen to this because I know that everybody will gain from this this lovely conversation we've had. Thank you very much. Your story is inspirational and I can't wait to see what else you do. There's so much more to come. Yes, of course. Congratulations for this. It's a fantastic idea. It's something that, uh, you know, you are changing people's lifestyle. I hope so. In little ways. Yes, of course. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you you so much for listening to Hotel Talk. And I hope that you're enjoying every single moment of this exciting show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button because it helps us more than you may realize. And if you can like and comment on whatever platform that you've chosen to listen to this podcast, that would be great. If you'd like to stay in touch, do follow me on social media and click on www.straphael.com. The exact website is in our show notes and you can join our Seahorse Club where you can get exclusive offers and discounts and learn so much about our wonderful hotel here in Limassol, Cyprus. And also, if you'd like to email our reservations team and just quote Hotel Talk, they will be sure to give you an extra special price when you're booking your next trip with us. So we look forward to seeing you soon. Stay tuned, listen up more and feedback is always more than welcome. Thank you.